At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Two here on the nightcap, and we'll be talking to Brad Evans in less than five minutes. One of our favorites on this show. Always love chatting with him, whether it's college hoops or the NFL. And I know he's been diving into all types of NFL odds. That's Scott Seidenberg, Tim Murray with you. Let's get you updated on what is happening right now, starting in the NBA. And uh, this is this is nice to see. Utah up 43 to 32. Both you and I, Scott, on the first half in this spot. A uh, a slow start, but Utah ends up with a 36 spot in the first quarter, and they lead 43 to 32. Donovan Mitchell, in his first game since April 11th, has 12 points. He has gotten to the line a handful of times. He's hitting a couple of threes. So uh, a good start. For Donovan Mitchell with 12 points is over under tonight sitting at 25 and a half. Uh, looking at some rebound props, I, I did like Rudy Gobert a little bit, but you know I, the, the hesitation I had, Scott, was if this game gets out of hand, how much is he mm-hmm, going to play down mm-hmm. the stretch? He's got five rebounds right now, uh, so nothing, uh, nothing too crazy there for Rudy Gobert. And he has one assist. Yes, he the does. The assist prop has hit. Over a half assist for Rudy Gobert has come in. I like the PRA, and uh, he's got six points, five rebounds, as you mentioned, as, and one assist. So sitting there at 12, it's still nine minutes to go in the first half. That's a pretty good start for Rudy Gobert. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's got 12 points, and you're looking at the Grizzlies. Uh, they're led by Morant, who's got 10 points and two assists. And I said I, I didn't think this would be a big night for Jonas Valanciunas after he had 15 and 12 in the in the victory in game one felt like this was a spot where rudy gobert and we've seen him be be a bit more aggressive defensively here tonight uh he's already got uh one block 
Uh, he's altered a handful of other shots. So far, Jonas Valanciunas, remember, he got in foul trouble, so it is it is a bit skewed, but he's been out a good chunk of this first half. Just two points and two rebounds for Valanciunas, uh, and he got those quick two early fouls for the Memphis Grizzlies. So an 11-point lead right now. Dylan Brooks, who went crazy in uh, in game one, where he had 31. Right now, he's with seven. John Morant has 10 points uh, so far, two, re uh, two assists for John Moran, his over-under at six and a half assists tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies. So a good start. We'll see if the uh, Utah Jazz can keep it rolling here, Scott. And, and a good pace if you have the over. Yeah. I mean, this this the first quarter was played at a very nice pace. Uh, so if you had that over 220, you're looking kind of good right now. Still plenty of basketball left to be played. Yeah, one guy we didn't talk about all that much, uh, and he went, he, he really had a strong uh, first game, especially facilitating, and now when you looked at these props, you had to remember Donovan Mitchell didn't play in game one. But Mike Conley had 11 assists in game one. His prop, we didn't talk about it, so you know it, it's, now it's, uh, it's old news, but it was at six and a half assists for Mike Conley. He's already got five assists, or excuse me, four assists in this game. Um, so that was something, maybe one of those over-corrections over mm -hmm. to the return of Donovan Mitchell when he had 11 assists in game one, and then the prop goes to six and a half because Donovan Mitchell uh, returns there for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and Bogdanovich's PRA is something we also touched on as well. He's got four points, but three rebounds and one assist, so he's sitting at eight here early on in the second quarter. And by the way, John Morant just tried to put a poster on Rudy <laughs> Gobert, and he uh, he matumboed him. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, that, was, uh, that was not going to happen. Happen uh, in his house earlier tonight. How about the New York Knicks? I, I saw people celebrating in the streets outside Madison Square Garden. First win in a playoff game, what in nine years? This is what they do. Eight years, I think. This is what they do. Uh, the game <laughs> didn't play out like we had thought it would play out. Uh, I did expect the Knicks to have a strong first half effort, and they were actually down 13. Tim at the half, uh, but the second half line was very intriguing. A lot of, I don't want to say disrespect, but the books thought that the Knicks were going to lose this game. The second half line was only four and a half, meaning that the Knicks would lose the game by five and, or excuse me, by eight and be okay. But they come back and they win the game outright, covering the second half, covering the original line of minus two. Money lines both for the second half of the game and the under for the game comes into play as well. And now the Knicks have even that series at a game apiece going to Atlanta. And Trey Young does go over uh, his prop. He finished with 30 tonight. 25 and a half was his over under. Derrick Rose, a big night as well. Let's talk some football, though. Brad Evans, our guy right now. We keep it rolling uh, on the nightcap and uh, I have to look down at the uh I have to look down at the calendar. It, it isn't Tequila Thursday. It's it's Wednesday. But uh, we still decided to bring on Brad Evans. That's Scott Seidenberg. You follow him on Twitter. At Scott's On Air. At One Tim Murray is where you can find me. And at Noisy Huevos is where you can find our next guest. You know him. We love him. It is Brad Evans. How are you feeling about your nuggets up there in uh, in the Mile High City? And, and the Avs. Give us the lowdown on the, locals, the local sports scene. Yeah, well, I mean, people are ecstatic over the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, gear adorned and emblazoned and across chests all over uh, the Denver metro area after they had their sweep. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see him go up against Vegas. And I think that's going to be an epic series from start to finish. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big hockey guy. Uh, I'm not really an Avalanche fan. But did I lay some action on them to win the cup at 6-1? to one? Hell yeah, I did because I wanted to join the party here locally. So uh, it gave me all the excuse and reason to do so. 
still. And meanwhile, the Nuggets, we'll see. Uh, I am all about Dame Lillard over everything tomorrow <laughs> at home against the Nuggets in Game 3. But the real question is, did you already buy your Aaron Rodgers Broncos uniform? <laughs> well, he's a, he's a Bears, Bears guy. Bears guy. Yeah. So I, I got I got the Justin Fields jersey ordered. It's in route. It's in process. Uh, I may sleep in it. I may never wash it because it's going to be on, on my body uh, for the rest of eternity if he lives up to all the hype that I'm expecting him to deliver on. Uh, we'll see about Rodgers. I mean, the dude's living his best life right now in Hawaii. Uh, I kind of want to be him. I kind of want to, you know, sing Taylor Swift songs with all his, uh, you know, lovely friends and drink a bottle of wine and have a lot of money in the bank. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens, but it is really interesting to see the swing and odds here over the last 24 or 48 hours uh, as it was Green Bay minus 200 that Aaron Rodgers would take uh, his first half of the season with that team. And now it's down to minus 167 with the Broncos now at plus 140. And the whispers around these parts still believe that Aaron Rodgers will land here at the Mile High City in time for the start of the 2021 regular season. Yeah, we had uh, Doug Farrar on the show yesterday. Mm -hmm. Just another voice out there who said, I I don't think Aaron Rodgers is taking a snap for the Packers. Now, does that mean he's... You know, Ben Stewart, does that mean he holds out? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Denver does seem intriguing. Uh, And I want to get to football here in just a little bit. But uh, with the NBA playoffs, the prop offerings, especially at DraftKings, are just expanded uh, nonstop. And, and, you know, we've been talking about them on a nightly basis. I know you do so uh, on your podcast. So early prop looks. You mentioned Damian Lillard. Anything else jumping out at you for some of the offerings tomorrow? Oh, naturally. Uh, I already have way too much action law, gentlemen, so I'm going to be uh, riding the emotional roller coaster with the rest of America on some of these player props that are out there. Yeah, just to recap on Dame Lillard, I, I love the over on assists, eight and a half. Uh, he's been cash money in that category repeatedly so far in these playoffs. Uh, over, I saw William Hill was 32 and a half for points on Dame Lillard. Uh, some other outlets, some other books have been 33 and a half. Not juice too high at William Hill. I think he's going to flirt with 40 once again. Just unstoppable. Postseason Dame is usually an ATM machine. I'm going to take the over. LeBron made threes, which is at two and a half in many sports books right now across America at plus odds. He's done this in all three games he has faced the Phoenix Suns this season. Uh, he's going to be close, snip and tuck, but I think he'll get that third three in the fourth quarter uh, to cash in for you. And then uh, give me Drew Holiday over the initial line at six and a half assists on that one. Uh, juice a little bit to the over there at minus 115 to minus 120 in some of the books. Uh, but a guy that's got 18 assists. Now, granted, he went 15 in one game, three in the other game so far in this Miami series. But he's been over this against Miami in three of five contests this year. And I think it's going to be a heavy dime distribution game for Mr. Holiday. Brad, I want to take us to some football talk here. Uh, The NFL Coach of the Year odds came out. Brandon Staley is your favorite. A lot of people are high on the L.A. Chargers this year, going over their win total, and then, of course, with Staley the favorite to win the NFL Coach of the Year. Are you as high, though, on the L.A. Chargers going into the 2021 season? Uh, Let's see if they get Julio. (laughs) Can we make that happen, please? (laughs) Can we make a trade for Julio Jones right now? You got some cap space. You got a needed wide receiver. Pair him up with Keenan Allen. It's an upgrade over Mike Williams, who's constantly hurt because he gets hung out to dry uh, by his quarterbacks. 
Uh, by the way, uh, Julio Jones, 8-1 to one to go to the Chargers at DraftKings Sportsbook right now if he is indeed dealt here sometime this summer, which seems imminent. Uh, I do like the Chargers. Uh, you know, I would stay away from Brandon Staley. I think there is a better, uh, you know, NFL Coach of the Year uh, candidate in the Golden State than Staley. And my odds would go and stack my chips on Kyle Shanahan to take home the hardware there. But yeah, I think the Chargers could get over that wins total. I think they're a very fascinating team. I think it's going to be more of a sophomore sensation season for Justin Herbert than a slump season for him. Uh, granted, you know, with the upgrades in the offensive line, uh, he's going to have to throw the ball better with more accuracy down the field. Believe it or not, shockingly, with the howitzer that he possesses, that was an area in his rookie campaign uh, that I felt that he underachieved in. Uh, and in the, a lot of the numbers bear that out, especially in the adjusted completion category for those chucks beyond 20 yards. But, yeah, I do like the Chargers. Uh, I think they're certainly a playoff-bound team. And one, if they did add a major chess piece in Julio Jones, uh, could really shock the AFC. Yeah, it'd be quite the offseason, right? If if they're able to pull that off, when you think about getting Rashawn Slater, not trading up to get him, letting him drop to you in the first round, uh, the addition of Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round. I like Chris Rumpf. I yeah. think he can bring some uh, pieces to that defense, just rushing the quarterback. Uh, and then Josh Palmer out of Tennessee. So we'll see. But, you know, keeping it with uh, Justin Herbert, I know you've been uh, focusing in on, uh, I think PointsBet has some most passing yards this season. I was a bit surprised, yeah. Brad, to see Tom Brady as the favorite at 4-1. to one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at plus 550. Matthew Stafford at plus 550. We talked about uh, Justin Herbert plus 1150. Matt Ryan... It's intriguing because their defense is horrendous, so he might yeah. have to be throwing a, a, a yep. quite a bit, so maybe plus 750. Who jumps out at you uh, with this uh, most passing yards play? At 7-1, it's Dak Prescott, mm. and I am all laid on Dak, especially, you know, one of the biggest takeaways from guys uh, running around in shorts and, you know, jerseys without any pads and these OTAs uh, is the fact that, you know, some of these big-name quarterbacks coming off a catastrophic injury uh, have looked pretty spry, uh, looked rather springy, looked healthy. Even Joe Burrow, uh, you know, I think is certainly on track to be ready for week one. He was out planning and throwing a little bit, doing some jumping jacks, moving around. But Dak, to me, looked fluid. He looked normal. He looked great. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, they made a ton of investments defensively. Like Jerry Jones shockingly didn't go offense uh, with his first pick of the uh, you know, 2021 NFL draft. I know he was chomping at the bit and probably had to, you know, grab his hand and hold you know, that sucker back. And when he picked up the phone and say, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's go through the motions here. Let's second guess this a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We need defense. That's what we're going to invest in. And they made the right decisions there, but it's still a work in progress. And we got to remember, yeah, it was only a five game sample size last season. Jack was on pace guys for over 60 or over 5,900 yards. If he stretched that out over a 17 game season this year, that would have been a 6,300 yard pace. Uh, I think he's going to win comeback player of the year at plus 175, and he's the favorite in that category right now, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I think he is a strong candidate for NFL MVP at 17 to 1 at DraftKings at points bet. I love him again at 7 to 1 to set the pace and passing yards, especially when we got the new triplets there and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. Uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for Dak as long as he stays healthy. And, you know, for uh, terms of this bet, if this Dallas defense is once again below average or the dregs of the keg, I think it's going to be cash money.
Brad, what about Offensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, where are you leaning right now? Obviously, mm. the quarterbacks are favored, and you mentioned Julio Jones. If he is traded, that's certainly going to have an impact on Kyle Pitts, who's the first non-quarterback in terms of the odds right now to win Offensive Rookie yeah. of the Year. What's really sparking your interest right now? Well, I still think there's some value there at Trevor Lawrence at 3-1, to one, to be honest with you. I mean, he is a, the clear-cut front runner. I, I would imagine this line should be at, like, plus 150, maybe 2-1. to one. I think 3-1, to one, there's, there's value built into that. Because, look, Jacksonville's defense still stinks. And Urban Meyer, uh, as large as his uh, ego is, uh, I think it's going to, you know, that balloon of a head's going to get punctured at some point. Um, but Daryl Bevel is a, an established play caller. Uh, a guy that's had top 10 passing offenses in four of his last five seasons in Detroit and also uh, in Seattle, uh, calling the shots there. We know the all-world talent that Trevor Lawrence possesses, the all-fields accuracy, the big arm. And, and I like the weapons that he has on this roster with LaVisca Chenault, who I think is going to take a, a nice step forward in his second year. Uh, DJ Chark, who is, I think, a strong rebound candidate. Uh, he was number nine in unrealized area its last season. Why? Well, you had Mike Glennon, Jake Luton, and Gardner Minshew as your quarterbacks. Uh, and now you have, you know, a guy that is just, you know, otherworldly in terms of his pure talent coming in. And you add Marvin Jones, too, who has been, you know, a top flight second wide receiver for a number of years with the Detroit Lions. So, you know, and, and you got Travis Etienne, James Robinson catch the ball in the backfield. You know, I think Lawrence is going to, you know, win this award in the end. If you're looking for a value play, I think Najee Harris right now at eight to one, same odds as Kyle Pitts. Why it's all about volume and, you know, going spinal tap for you guys. It's going to be cranked to 11 uh, for him going uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. And, you know, he may catch uh, 70, 75 balls at a 17-game slate if he can stay healthy. And then even further down the ladder here, I love Javante Williams mm-hmm. uh, at 20-1, to 1, and that's come down. It was 33-1 to 1 not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. I think Melvin Day, uh, Gordon's days are numbered in Denver. If they get Aaron Rodgers, good Lord have mercy. Javante Williams, who forced a missed tackle 48% of the time last season for the North Carolina Tar Heels, could be this year's version of Jonathan Taylor and put up insane numbers over the second half of the season. He is Brad Evans at Noisy Huevos on Twitter, and if he's this year's version of Jonathan Taylor, you know maybe he could start that in the beginning uh, because I had an you know, 8-1 to ticket on Jonathan Taylor, and he didn't start doing anything for the first until about week five or yeah, six. Yeah, but I had him in fantasy, so he helped me win. <laughs> 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 yes, he did. <laughs> uh, looking at some of those, uh, looking at some of those uh, wide receivers in the rookie market, I and, and Brad, you you really got going uh, more on the fantasy side of things, and now with the player props, it's all kind of come together. Um, do we overvalue these these rookie wide receivers? We talked about, I think, either last week or two weeks ago when you when you looked at the yardage for some of these rookie-wide receivers. Jamar Chase, I think, is around 1,100. Uh, some others in that 900 range or high 800s. Who do you? Who are some rookie-wide receivers you want to follow, and who are some that you want to fade this year? Well, Jamar Chase is a dynamite talent and a guy that, according to most NFL scouts, is the best prospect to come in this league at that position over the last decade. And I think it's true to the word. I mean, he was an absolute beast. Yeah, he opted out last year, but we saw him on the field in 2019 for the LSU Tigers. He had the most missed tackles of any wide receiver in the at the collegiate level. And, you know, it's the SEC, which is basically the AAA affiliate of the NFL. So I think his talents are going to transfer 
seamlessly to the next level. And if Joe Burrow is back uh, and doesn't skip a beat, you know, go along with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, he doesn't have to be the man immediately. Uh, I think he is going to be right there close to that 1,100 yards number. I would be under, though, slightly on that. Mm -hmm. I think that number is a little bit aggressive with all the mouths to feed there. Uh, I love the props that I've seen on Devontae Smith. Uh, now of the Philadelphia Eagles, formerly of uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, dude, that guy has got to pound the protein shakes. Hmm. Uh, but they call him the Slim Reaper for a reason. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he needs to add any muscle to his frame at all. He's explosive. He's Gumby-like in his ability to bend and contort. He's got phenomenal ball tracking skills. And, again, a guy that can generate a lot of separation. People are worried about press coverage, though we had a over 70% success rate. And, you know, in SEC action against press play, uh, I think he's a guy who has a clear path to opportunity and could immediately emerge as the alpha dog for Jalen Hurts, who's got a cannon for an arm downfield. I love the over on a 750.5 yards prop available right now, a points bet. And, and a guy I think is a little bit undervalued right now is a wide receiver four, according to ADP numbers for fantasy football. And then I am under on Jalen Waddles. Uh, a lot of his props that are out there, seen him as high as 725 and a half. I think it's too aggressive with Will Fuller in the mix, though Will Fuller will probably be injured, I don't know, tomorrow <laughs> uh, with all his hamstrings, setbacks, and everything else. Uh, and he got Devontae Parker there, Mike Kosicki. I mean, Tua has got to take that step forward. Uh, no more excuses for him. I mean, the, the table is set for him to dig in, and hopefully he's going to do so with a knife and fork. But I don't think Waddle's going to get to 726 yards. I think he's more of a bench wide receiver in fantasy and somebody I'm definitely willing to fade based on some of those props. All right, Brad, before we let you run, uh, how fired up are you? The news this week, the Oster Evans Bowl, <laughs> Illinois, Maryland moved to Friday nights. Woo! Man. Uh, guys, I I'm already drunk. I'm already here. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. You know, Let's throw back an entire half a bottle of tequila. Uh, the Brett Bielema era is underway, and I think Illinois is going to be respectable, but it's probably going to take, a, I don't know, five to ten years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Appreciate it, amigos. Mas tequila. There he is, Brad Evans, at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. Uh, as uh, we look up in the Utah Jazz, now up 14, Scott. This is yeah. what we like to see as uh, the Utah Jazz doing what we had hoped. They lead by 14 right now, uh, looking to cover all numbers in that first half. Open five and a half, got it up to six. Uh, but there are some going to be some unhappy folks here in the uh, city uh, that never sleeps. Yep, on the ice right now, the Minnesota Wild with a 1-0 third period lead on the Golden Knights and the clock ticking away and we could be heading towards Game 7. Yeah, we will get you updated on everything you need to know about all the games underway right now. Did the Utah Jazz get in the win column? Will we see a Game 7 in Las Vegas? It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We keep it rolling here on a Wednesday evening in Las Vegas. That's Scott Seidenberg, Tim Murray with you. Utah leading by 15, 65 to 52 minutes to go. I am enjoying this quite uh, quite a bit. This was, this was the game I targeted, uh, and we saw the line go up to 10 for the full game, mm-hmm. go up to 6.5 in some spots for the first half, and they will cover all those first half numbers. And what we hinted at pregame, could come home, and what we'll have to see about the props is what you get worried about potential blowouts, Scott, is what do the stars do? You look at Rudy Gobert, mentioned his high rebound numbers sitting at 14.5. He's got seven. Mm-hmm. If this is a close game, you're okay. He maybe stays in in the fourth quarter. Now it's a 17-point game. Do you want to keep him in there the whole time? Donovan Mitchell, similar situation. First game back from the ankle, he's got 14 points at 12 right away. If this is a game that continues to trend in this direction, does Donovan Mitchell get sat? I mean, he should. So that's the uh, that's always the worry with potential blowouts, Scott, playing the prop market over is sure. here you are. It could go the other way, though. And something just happened that really triggered me. Because of the score, Memphis is going to take more three-pointers. It's the only way they're going to get back in the game is by taking threes. Well, when you take more threes, it's less of a percentage. You're going to miss more shots. That's mm-hmm. going to lead to more rebounds. What just happened? A missed three-pointer and a rebound by Gobert. So if he stays in the game for the third quarter, 
he might have a chance to get that number. He don't even have to play in the fourth quarter because this game might be over. But as long as Memphis is down, they're going to keep shooting these threes, and the rebound opportunities will be there for Gobert. 67 to 50 is the score right now as uh, Utah putting it on the Memphis Grizzlies now an 18 point lead uh, Joe Ingles off the bench 9 points Jordan Clarkson your 6th man of the year has 8 points so uh, they're, they're spreading the ball out uh, spreading the scoring out and uh, Bogdanovich with 11 points and we talked about his prop at 19 and a half maybe being a little bit low uh, looks like that one might be a bit of a sweat here sitting yeah. at 11 so we will see how that one uh, goes. But uh, very impressive first half from the Utah Jazz, really as we expected. And just taking a look, uh, the uh, first half total is over now as uh, Bogdanovich buries a corner three. So we're at 121 in the first half. So we have sailed over a total of 108 and now in, 14 in the first half. points for Bogdanovich. There we so go. You're and uh, the and Golden closer. Knights, baby have just tied this game up. This is what I like to see. Uh, once again, this is when it comes to hockey and golf, I always say I listen to smart people. For mm-hmm. golf, I listen to Brady Cannon. I listen to Wes Reynolds, Steve Sands, Matt Newmans. When I listen, when for hockey, there's a couple people out there. And, Scott, you, you certainly know you're, 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 you're sticking puck. You. Uh, but my man Banksy said take the hometown team. So I'm on, I'm on the Golden Knights, and they have just tied this game up. Uh, you know what, going to break, Scott, it, it seems, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but it didn't seem great for mm-hmm. the Golden Knights. Down one nothing and staring a game seven uh, in the face. And now it's one-to-one as, uh, I believe it was, was it Stevenson? Yeah. Who, uh, who was able to find the back of the net? Yeah, a little review here, but I don't think the contact was initiated by the uh, by the Golden Knights player. He was being bodied in by the Minnesota defender. So the contact with the goaltender uh, is going to be incidental there. And therefore, I think this goal will stand. It'll be 1-1, and there's still plenty of time left in this game. Now, it could head to overtime, which is a prop that some people have played. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Oster. Oster did play the it. overtime prop, so we could be headed there. Uh, I took a little sprinkle on minus a goal and a half. Yeah, you did. Uh, why not? Still it, alive. It's still alive. As long as they have a lead in the final minute, the empty net will be there, so I'm hoping for one more goal from the Knights, but the Wild certainly hoping to make it uh, an even series, sending it back to Vegas for a game seven, and as long as the puck bounces their way, that's the type of game this is going to be. It's just a matter of how the puck's bouncing. Both of these teams are playing high-level hockey right now. And a lot of people on Twitter uh, wondering if this is going to be wiped off due to interference. Um, and they didn't give the, uh, the the wipe of the hands. This is what happens when you're I think you're going now to Toronto okay, or New gonna, York. To, yeah, the they're going to check this out, whether or not it was interference. Man, that would... Uh, that would that would be pretty devastating for the Vegas Golden Knights if if a goal to equalize is wiped off the board. Yeah, I'm watching the replay. It seems like the defender is backing him into his own goalie. So I don't see why this would be forcible forcible contact, uh, and the goal should stand in my opinion. Would you like me to cheer you up? Yes, please. First half, cash it, 74-54. The Utah Jazz leading the Memphis Grizzlies. Puts a smile on my face, as does something that we learned today down a level in hoops. It's the Nightcap on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feature on VEASAN.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vsin.com. Well, quite a development, Scott. Scott Seidenberg, Tim Murray, it is the nightcap here from Circa. Quite the development out in Minnesota. Going to break, we believed that the Knights had tied this game up. Now, we don't have the sound on in the studio, mm-hmm. well, because we're talking. Um, and as we were watching replay and checking Twitter, it seemed the goal was not going to count due to interference. That was the call on the ice. The Knights challenged the call. Mm -hmm. The call was 
upheld. And not only does your goal get wiped off, now you have to go on the PK. And guess what happens? Minnesota scores the power play goal. They are up 2-0. And we will have a game seven. Um, I, I completely disagree with that yeah, call. Yeah, I was going to let you. I, I want you, because if you just look disagree. at Twitter, Twitter is losing its mind right now. And I think these are mostly people who are impartial. You know, I, I'm not following a bunch of Vegas Golden Knight fans here. So uh, you watch the replay. And, it, and you agree. It looked agree. like Dumba from Minnesota was backing Alex Tuck into Cam Talbot. And if he's backing him in, it's not – you can't call a penalty or call interference on Tuck because he's not making, you know, forcible contact with the goaltender. It's not – it's not intentional. He is being backed in by the defender. And usually when a member of your own team is responsible for that contact with the goaltender, it's not interference. And so I completely disagree with that call. But when they, when they review something, what's the standard, right? It has to be enough evidence yep. that overturn you are it. completely able to overturn it. If the call on the ice was no interference and Minnesota had challenged it, it would have stood as a good goal and no interference. The call on the ice was interference, and there wasn't enough to overturn the call, so they stood with the call on the ice, and they're likely to do that nine times out of ten, stick with the call on the ice. That's what happened here in a bad break for the Golden Knights, who looked like they had this game tied up, and instead they go on the PK, and on the power play it was Minnesota scoring. They are up 2-0, and this, yes, looks like it's headed towards a Game 7 back here in Vegas. Yeah, it'd be Friday night. It would be Game 7. Um, atmosphere would be crazy, but... Uh, a lot of a lot of tense tenseness uh, as as the Minnesota Wild uh, now lead two to nothing. Chris Felica on Twitter said this goaltender interference garbage has to stop. And then he followed up said it's more an indictment on the rule than the interpretation. What's Tuck supposed to do when he's being pinned in there by an opposing player? Exactly Thank you. what you said right there. So uh, a tough break, so it seems, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now down 2 nothing, under 10 minutes to go in the first period. And just taking a look back at uh, where this stood, um, you know, Vegas went off as the, as the favorite, um, very slight favorite. And they are looking like they will uh, be headed back here for a Game 7 against the Minnesota Wild. Led this series 3-1, lose on Monday night 4-2. And now 2 nothing midway through the third period. Um, going back to the NBA real quick, as the Nuggets come home in the first half, 74-54 to is the halftime score. Uh, prior to the game, it was a 10-point spread, a, a, a spread that was bet up in favor of the Utah Jazz. Uh, the first half total goes way over. I mean, you're looking at 1-0, I think it was one, uh, 108, and we ended up with two, 128. Uh, Scott, we've got a second half spread. Mm-hmm. Pick them. Yep. And a total of 112 here at Circa. What would you do if you pad the play? And I'm yeah. forcing you to play it. Which way would you go? I, I think it comes down to a correlation for me. Uh, what side do you think is going to come through? And that would determine on the total, right? If you think that this is going to be beyond a 20-point victory and the Jazz are going to just dominate more in the second half, it's probably going to lead more towards the over, right? Uh, because they're going to continue to score. They're going to continue to dominate. Memphis is going to continue to chase. That leads to more three-pointers, and it leads to the uh, over coming in. If you think Memphis actually narrows the spread, I would go with the under 112. Because I think this could wind up being a 15, 10 to 15 point game. 
Utah would cover the, the game spread. The Grizzlies would cover the second half, but they slow this game down a bit. They chip away, and if you think that they're going to chip away, that means that Utah is not going to score. So the correlation would be if you like Memphis to come back, you like the under 112. If you like the Jazz to pull away, you like the over 112. Yeah, if I had to make a play, uh, I would go Grizzlies. Just they're, they're a young team, first playoffs. I don't think they're going to quit. And the Jazz, they know where they're at. They, they've got the, you know, it's like a, when you fight a, a, someone smaller than you, you put your head, you know, your hand on their head, and just, they keep swinging. I think Memphis is going to keep swinging. Uh, but ultimately, <laughs> you know, this is a 15-point a Jazz win. So, um, you know what, I'll go ahead. I'll take, uh, I'll take Memphis small. For, uh, for a pick in the second half. Make things interesting. And See I, if I can get both halves here. Yeah, let's do a little parlay here. <laughs> Memphis and the under Okay, half. there you okay? go. That's the correlation, so we'll go Memphis and the under All right, half. so he's got a little parlay. I'll go with just uh, Memphis uh, and the pick here in the second half. Um, I teased it going to break. Not surprising, uh, but exciting. If you're a College Hoops fan, Drew Timmy is coming back for his junior season for the Gonzaga Zags and uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs, I guess, technically. Hmm. And... They once again are the favorites to win the national championship. They were all last year, and as we know, they did not. Baylor uh, hammered them in the championship. And Scott, they lost Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, Joel Iai, but Andrew Nemhart back, mm-hmm. Drew Timmy back. Mm-hmm. The number one recruit in the country is going to Gonzaga, folks. That that needs to be hammered home. Chet Holmgren is a unicorn. He's 7-1, like a buck 90. It's crazy, <laughs> but he blocks everything, and uh, it's exciting. They also have another five-star coming in, Hunter uh, Salas. So uh, Gonzaga, not surprising, but exciting news for them to bring them back. And also today, it was announced that Gonzaga will play Alabama in Seattle on December 4th. So uh, a pretty good day for, uh, for College Hoops fans in, in late May that Drew Timmy's coming back and we get this massive matchup, which, by the way, would <laughs> fall on the same day as the SEC championship. Wow. Don't they play Duke also this year? Yeah, here in Las so, Vegas. Yeah. Black Friday. So, yeah, Gonzaga plays no one. They never, they never play anybody. <laughs> never test themselves, right? Duke in Las Vegas. Week later, Alabama in Seattle on the same day as the SEC championship speaking of alabama another unbeaten regular season that's what the odds show 11 and a half wins we'll discuss some over-unders in college football next right here on the nightcap well if you thought maybe the golden knights could come from two goals down yeah it's not three nothing so we will get a game seven on friday night which uh let me ask you something you can always ask me something does DeBoer go to robin leonard in game seven this is now two, and I don't want to call them bad performances. Game six, game five was poor, was subpar from Flurry, And then some goals tonight that probably, you know, you'd like to see him have. And you would expect him to have. I mean, this is a guy who, through the first couple of games of this series, was one of the favorites to win the con, Smythe. Right. And uh, now facing a game seven, does DeBoer go to Robin Leonard and net? That's a question that I think a lot of Golden Knights fans are going to be asking after this game. Um, well, I did bet the Knights tonight. Mm-hmm. And we obviously know a lot of Knights fans and, you know, Derek Stevens and anyone here. Game seven in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Can't get much better than that. So that's going to be great on Friday night. 
and I imagine that'll be a 7 o'clock t- uh, puck drop uh, here in Las Vegas. So that'll be a, hell, a, a ton of fun. Uh, and I, I don't know if you'll be leaving town. I think you've decided you're just going to stay. Uh, I might around. have to. If game 7, I think i got to change my flight and stay. So. <laughs> uh, second half underway in Utah. Once again, this uh, game, the second half, a 20-point lead for the Utah Jazz, a pick of a second half, and both uh, Scott and I have gone in on the dog. I took the pick. You took a little uh, correlated parlay here. Mm-hmm. Took the under and the dog pick and under 112. So we'll see how the second half goes as Utah uh, very comfortable right now to even up this series at one game apiece and head back to Memphis. And the odds kind of indicated that. And I'm curious how many people out there decided to fire on a series price uh, with Memphis, or excuse me, with Utah, still around minus three, I think I saw 330 mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people looked at that as, as, a, as a bargain price on the Utah Jazz, I didn't pull the trigger. I just thought they would come out and play well today. And uh, this is where we, uh, this is where we stand. So we'll keep this game updated. But Throughout the week, and uh, you and I, Scott, huge college football guys. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite sport to watch, my favorite sport to bet, and therefore a lot of people that I follow on, on social media mm-hmm. have been keeping close tabs on, on these win totals that came out this week uh, at DraftKings. I know Chris Andrews last week when he was on the show hinted at the possibility of South Point getting some win totals up, but uh, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts. There's still players out there uh, in the transfer portal that, yep. that you know it, it's difficult to get a good number, but DraftKings has put up um, some win totals. You and I have some teams that, that we've, we've stared in on, but let's start, with some, let's start with the biggest of the big boy, the defending national champ, that is Alabama. They play 12 games. Remember, this does not include the SEC championship. This is regular season games. They play 12 games. The over-under is 11.5. If you're wondering, in the last five years, Alabama has had three undefeated regular seasons. Last year, 2018 and 2016. Now, if you do the old uh, SAT, uh, what comes next, then it should be a loss. Take us through this schedule. They open at Miami. There's a tricky one. We learned today, September 18th, week three. That'll be a 3.30 Eastern game on uh, on CBS. Uh, game of the year line at South Point has Florida getting 12 against Alabama. Do we see Alabama, who lost Mac Jones, Najee Harris? I mean, the list goes on and on. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Waddell, um, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, incredible amount of talent, but it's Alabama. And they had, I believe, the greatest recruiting class in the history of college football this past year. Uh, they do have Bryce Young stepping yep. in at quarterback. He was a five-star. Do you think this Alabama team goes undefeated again? By the way, juice, if you if you checked it out, it's it's equal both sides. It's not juice one way or mm-hmm. the other. It's minus 113 at DraftKings both sides. Well, you got to examine the schedule, and you have to say, where can I find two losses for this Alabama? Or where can I find one, one loss, loss, I should say? For this Alabama team and you would expect them to win every game at home so you automatically look at the road games well the game against Miami is on a neutral site they're going to the open in Atlanta they'll crush them that's fine Atlanta is a second home for Alabama where they win the SEC championship
championship, and then, of course, uh, sometimes in the college football playoff. But road games, that first one is a test at Florida. That is a dangerous game. But Alabama's going to be favored on the road, and I would expect Alabama to come away with a win against a Florida team, which is also in a transition. You talk about all the players that Alabama lost. You're talking about a Florida team in transition as well with all the players that they lost. But defensively, Florida always going to be uh, up to par with anybody that they play against on their schedule. The other road game that is a bit of a concern is at Texas A&M. Right away, I say the Aggies are going to cover that game because they'll always find a way to play Alabama tough, especially with the 12th man in their favor uh, in that stadium. And the other road game you could look at is, of course, the Iron Bowl. It's at Auburn this year, final game of the season. To me, this is an Alabama team that I have to look at and see what they are. There is a lot of unknowns. Bryce Young, we haven't seen a lot. Uh, They did lose a ton of NFL talent. They brought in a ton of talent. Nick Saban just reloads every single year. Hard for me to say that they're going to lose a game, but I would think that there's going to be one hiccup on this schedule. I would go the under 11 and a half. I agree. I I would not bet the over just because of the uncertainty. Bryce Young, five-star recruit, great. But he hasn't started a college football game yet. He had a couple moments last year where he got on the field. This is going to be this is going to be an Alabama team that very well could still make the college football playoff, could still win the SEC. But I do think there is an opportunity. When you talk about a road game at Florida, a road game at Texas A&M, the Iron Bowl on the road, I think Ole Miss the week before Texas A&M is an mm-hmm. interesting scheduling spot because Ole Miss is going to score points. They scored points against them last year. They won't have the defense to slow down Alabama, but I think there's going to be a lot of effort put into that October 2nd game against Mississippi, and therefore, I do think Texas A&M, which is only only a 10 and a half point dog at home. Uh, I'm with you. I think there is a couple tricky spots here on this schedule for Alabama. And I do think they stub their toe at some point. You know, what does LSU do this year? That game's in Tuscaloosa. So that's going to be a tricky spot for, for LSU to come out. But I would not bet the over. That's for sure. With too much uncertainty there for Alabama. I want to give you the floor. You mentioned this earlier to Brian Edwards with Georgia, Georgia, End of the year strong. Mm-hmm. JT Daniels got healthy, and their win total is sitting there at 10.5. Even money to the over. Now, remember, they are an underdog in week one in a neutral site game against Clemson. But a winnable game Absolutely. against Clemson. 100%. It's a game where and, I would. And if they win that game and you took the over, you're feeling Fantastic about Absolutely, your Absolutely, because that's the only loss that you see on this schedule. Let me read it out to you Clemson in Charlotte. UAB at home, South Carolina at home, at Vanderbilt, then Arkansas at Auburn, Kentucky, an open date, Florida, that's the game in Jacksonville, of course, Missouri at Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and then at Georgia Tech. This, in my opinion, is a probably 11-1 team with a very good possibility of going 12-0. I have them winning the SEC East. You looked at what JT Daniels brought to this team when he was healthy last year, 4-0 uh, as the starter. And to me, I know Clemson, deservingly so, is favored in that game because DJ Uyunglele played incredible when he had to take over for Trevor Lawrence, uh, and we saw what he's capable of. But Clemson also lost a ton of talent that they have to replace. 
Uh, George Pickens is out. I get it for Georgia, so you lose something there. But to me, it's about JT Daniels. It's about this Georgia Bulldogs defense. And if they get by Clemson, this is a 12-0 team that is not only going to win the SEC East, but has a very good chance of getting to the college football playoff, even if they should lose to Alabama in the SEC title game, uh, which they'll be underdogs in against Alabama. I'm going over the Georgia win total because at worst, they're an 11-1 team. I'm going to give you an under here, and it was a team that we quickly knew, wow, this team's pretty good right away. Week one, Labor Day, Monday, BYU. Remember, they went into that game against Navy as a pick, and immediately you knew that team's better than that team, and they won 55-3 to en route to a tremendous season. Now, BYU, because of what unfolded and them being an independent and not having a deal like Notre Dame to, to join a conference for the one year, had to make shift their schedule. Yep. They still got a game against San Diego State and Boise State, and then the Coastal Carolina game popped up. But now, Scott, we go back to what they normally do, which is a gauntlet of a schedule, because that's what you have to do if you're an independent. And they don't have the second overall pick playing quarterback for them anymore mm-hmm. in Zach Wilson. First game of the season's a toss-up against Arizona. They'll probably be a slight favorite in Las Vegas. Then you're a touchdown underdog at home against Utah, who has Charlie Brewer coming in from Baylor. Utah's going to win that game. Then they go to Arizona State, who is a, a veteran squad. Actually, they're home against Arizona State. They host USF, which should be a win. Um, Utah State's a bit down. Boise State, angry from last year, getting mm-hmm. embarrassed on the blue turf. At Baylor... They go to the Palouse at Washington State. They host Virginia with the former BYU coach in Bronco Mendenhall. Mm-hmm. That right now is a pick of, uh, of a game. FCS Idaho State, road game at Georgia Southern, which they should win, but that's a triple that's, option. I'm telling you right now, that is not an easy game. No. And that's a sneaky one for them. And then they close out against a talented, usually underachieving, but a talented USC team. Over-under on wins for BYU 6.5. I'm going under. There is a lot of Pac-12 teams on that uh, on that schedule. Uh, that is a challenging, challenging schedule with an uncertainty at the quarterback position. I think worst case scenario five and seven. Best case scenario seven and five. Yeah. So let's get six and six. I'll get you guys to a bowl game. I'm not rooting against you. Just go six and six. By the way, they open up the season here at Allegiant Stadium. That'll be fun. Yeah. Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. Let's get you updated on our in-game play. Memphis and Utah in the third quarter and VGK and Minnesota. There will be a Game 7. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.